Hey friends, welcome to But What If You Did, the podcast for millennials that find themselves in the middle of the growth phase. You know, the part in the big life transition that doesn't feel good. This is the part where it feels so hard to show up every damn day. You may be in the thick of things right now, but someday you'll look back and be hella proud of yourself that you kept going. The growth phase is messy, but I believe in sharing my mistakes and missteps in hopes that it'll help others grow too. I'm positive our paths have crossed for a reason, and I'm so excited to have you along for the ride because now we get to grow through the hard stuff together. Hey friends, welcome back. I am so grateful you decided to tune in for another week, and I'm so excited that you're here. So this week, we are going to be talking about a question that was something that like, honestly, this has been on my heart for so long that this was a big reason that I decided to start the podcast. And it's the imaginary success checklist. So in my mind, the imaginary success checklist is that list of accomplishments that like you think you should have accomplished by a certain age. It's what you think your dream life is going to look like. So, you know, you graduate from high school, you go to college, you get the good degree to get the good paying job, to find the person you're going to marry, to get married, to buy the house of your dreams, to buy the vacation home on the beach, whatever it may be. It's that success checklist that like you think that in order to be seen as successful, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And otherwise, nobody's going to take you seriously type thing. And you think that you have to do all these things by a certain age. And the reality is life is going to throw you curveballs. Your path is not going to parallel anybody else's. And you're going to have all of these expectations flying at you from yourself and your friends and your family and you're going to learn who the important people in your life are and who isn't so important in your life anymore and the seasons are going to change and things are going to shift and that success checklist is really just holding you back like it's really the thing that makes you feel terrible about yourself and doesn't really help propel you forward so this week we're going to be talking about but what if you ditch the imaginary success checklist. Because yes, we certainly all have that imaginary success checklist. So we're going to start off with my growth through the hard stuff lesson. Okay, so let me set the scene. Have you ever had those moments where you look back and you wonder why you were going after a certain goal in the first place? And by goal, I mean goal in quotation marks. Because that's how I felt when I started pursuing management opportunities within my company. I was working you know, I'd been working for the company for several years at this point, And I honestly, like, I was never impressed by our management. And I never was like, wow, that's what I want to be, or that's my next step. Like, that's just never where I saw my career going within the company. I felt like there were other job positions that would get me closer and help me achieve more of what, like, I saw myself doing and where I saw my future going and kind of what I saw my own dream positions to be. And those positions weren't management positions. Yes, they were higher than what on the totem pole than what I was like currently doing, but they weren't management positions. And I, you know, probably never would have gone after these management positions if I hadn't had several leaders or superiors that I looked up to telling me that that was like what I had to do for my career. If I wanted my career to move forward, 
I wanted to take that next step, like this is what I needed to do. This is what I needed to pursue. This was the path I needed to go on. And if I wanted to do other things later, that was fine. But this was the thing that I needed to do now. And because they told me that that's what I needed to do to level up my career, I believed them. These were people that I trusted, that I thought had my best interest in mind. And so why wouldn't I trust them? Of course, if my leader is telling me that I should do this thing because that's what I should want, like I just, at that point, I was in my 20s and I felt like that was what I needed to do to be successful. So I added this imaginary success checkbox to my success checklist and told myself that that's what I was going after. And the way our company works is it's like you go through these interview processes for these jobs that they don't necessarily have immediately available, but they're looking to kind of qualify candidates ahead of time so that as these positions open up, they already have people that are qualified and ready to step into the positions right away. And so I went through the whole qualification process and everything was good. And so it was just a matter of time. It was just a matter of waiting for the right offer. It was, you know, one of those things where you just kind of continue to network and you just wait it out. And when the offer finally came, it got pulled out from under me at the last minute. And I was frustrated and angry and resentful, a little bit sad, I guess. I felt like I just felt worthless. Like, I don't know, like my confidence was just completely shot. And when I think about it now, it was completely shot over a position that I didn't even want. I was already working on the biggest project of my entire career. I loved my job. I wasn't actively seeking a new job. This was just something that I had been pre-qualified for. And so when it started to fall into motion, I was started to get myself really like hyped up for it and really excited for it and to try to tell myself that it's what I really wanted and it was the right step and it was going to be a really good experience for me. And then when it didn't happen, my confidence and self-worth took a huge hit. And I'll be honest, I think it destroyed me far more than it probably should have. It broke my trust with the process. And I, for as well as I think I handled it professionally, um, this was definitely a pivotal moment for me. You know, and I think like looking back, like there's so many things that I definitely like learned from it, but most of them were just things I learned about myself. So like this particular situation and challenge definitely taught me the power of resilience and that taking no for an answer wasn't an answer. Like, you know, that might not be the right path, but I was going to find another way to get there. Or that might not have been the right position for me because it was never something I wanted in the first place, but that wasn't going to stop me or hold me back from going after other opportunities. Right. Um, It definitely helped me to get crystal clear on my why. And from that day forward, like the way that I looked at whether a job was interesting to me or why I wanted a job was just completely different. Like it was less about the title and more about whatever the specific roles and responsibilities associated with that job were. And, you know, I think it taught me a lot about just like standing up for myself and forging my own path and just not taking other people's opinions so seriously. It definitely taught me to follow my gut and to lean into that intuitive feeling of what was right for me and to kind of get away from what everyone else was telling me I should want. The reason I was pursuing that was because it was on my imaginary success checklist. And so I think that for me, like I said, in that pivotal moment, it was, okay, that clearly wasn't working for me. 
I was going after this for the wrong reasons. That opportunity was not meant for me, but there is an opportunity out there that is meant for me. So how do I realign my personal values in a way that's going to set, help me set more realistic expectations for myself and set a success checklist that I'm excited to go after and that I'm excited to go achieve and not something that somebody else told me I should want to achieve. So here are some ways that I think that you can tell if you personally are living by an imaginary success checklist of your own right now. So do you ever, when you accomplish something big, you should feel really proud and successful, right? Like you should feel this real excitement that like you did it and just genuinely proud of yourself. But if you're living by somebody else's success checklist, you probably feel completely drained and unfulfilled and just grateful that it's over. Another would be you're a complete people pleaser. So someone tells you, you know, you're doing X will help you see more success or be more successful. So you do X without giving it a second thought. Kind of like what I was doing, right? And the third would be you find yourself frequently switching or realigning your career path, life path, whatever it may be, because something feels off. Like, I think that this is often where I see imposter syndrome come into play, right? One of my favorite personal development books that I often go back to in times like these is um, Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. And in the book, she says, do the best you can until you know better. And then when you know better, do better. And I think that that was kind of the point that I got to, right? Was like, I was all about checking off these boxes on this imaginary success checklist until I knew better. And then once I knew better, going forward, I wasn't going to fall into that same trap again. I wasn't going to allow myself to continue checking off boxes on someone else's checklist. I was going to rewrite it and do things my way moving forward. So let's dive into my top five tips for how to dismantle that imaginary success checklist that you probably didn't even know you were living by. So the first is to write out your success checklist. Write it out exactly as it comes to mind. So this is probably going to end up being what you saw as your perfect life, what you think you should have achieved by this point in your life, what you think you should achieve in the next five to 10 years. Write it out. And once you've done that, I want you to look at the list and determine which of those things actually matter to you, which are actually important to you. Because the reality is a lot of them probably aren't going to feel as important as you maybe thought that they would feel. I know that that was a reality that I had to face because I wrote out all of these things and realized that a lot of them didn't make me excited. They didn't bring me joy. <laughs> they weren't they weren't giving me that pump up jam, you know, in my head, like they just, they weren't doing it for me. So when you figure out what those things are, you're more likely to kind of be able to take your, like go back to your why and hone in on what it is exactly that you actually want on that checklist. And once you've kind of done that and, you know, now you've really started to figure out what success actually means to you, because that's another part of it is like being really super clear with yourself on what success means to you. Now, I want you to go back and rewrite that list with your actual success checklist, not someone else's, yours. 
what are those things that you want to accomplish so badly that you're willing to put in the work for? Because that's the other thing that I think I've learned recently is that you can have a bunch of things on your success checklist, but if you're not going to do the work to get them, they might as well just remove themselves from your list because you're clearly not excited enough about them or you're clearly not, maybe it's just not the right time in your life. Maybe it's not the right chapter. Maybe it's not the right part in your story, whatever it may be. But if it's not something that you're going to actively go after, all it's going to do is make you feel worse that you didn't complete it or go after it or whatever it may be. So take it off of your checklist. Maybe there's another season of your life where that's meant to be on your checklist and this just may not be it. So write out that checklist, change that checklist, make that checklist what you want it to be. My next step is that you need to look at the list and decide what you can do today to get it closer to achieving those goals, right? So say I want to start a blog. What can I do today to get started immediately so that I'm not inclined to procrastinate, so that I'm not going to come up with a bunch of excuses? What can I start immediately so that those excuses don't become paralyzing and don't stop me from making forward progress, right? So some examples are I could watch a tutorial on YouTube. I could look up other bloggers on Instagram or, you know, look online to for a, you know, maybe a course to take, or I could call my shot on my Instagram and tell people that I'm doing it and ask them to hold me accountable. Like there are so many different things that you can do in this moment to actively take one step forward so that you're less likely to back out and more likely to stay committed to whatever that checkbox is you're trying to get to, right? From there, you need to, my third step is you want to create and start to piece together an actionable plan. And I'm not talking about putting together perfect steps because imperfect action is the only way forward, especially nowadays. Like you can't wait for the perfect moment anymore. You can't wait till you're ready. Like that's just not plausible in today's environment, right? The pandemic has taught us one thing. It's that you just have to be adaptable and you kind of just have to go for things and you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, right? So you're going to start to put together that not perfect, but actionable plan, even though you're not hundred percent ready, you just have to start. And I know we hear that a lot, but like, it's honestly so true. I wouldn't have started this podcast if I had not just started, right? Like the right opportunity presented itself in the right season at the right time. And even though it was something I had contemplated for a long time, I never took action to do it because I had a lot of excuses as to why it wasn't the right time or why it wouldn't work. So what are those three actionable steps that you can go right in your planner or right on a sticky note on your desk or right in your phone right now to get you three steps closer to checking off that checkbox? I know I personally, like, I just do better when I have a plan. And I know I need those little confidence deposits to get closer to achieving that plan. So if I write down what those actionable steps are, you know, with the podcast right now, like making sure that I'm communicating with you guys through social media and working on building a community there, like that is written in my planner every single day so that I hold myself accountable for staying consistent on that. And I know that I have to have certain actionable steps in place to make sure that I achieve that by the end of the day. 
Start by piecing together your actionable plan. Three steps, write them down, commit to them, make them happen. My fourth step is accountability. Call your shot, whether that's on social media in a public forum, whether that's talking to your best friend, whether that's talking to a family member or a sibling or whoever it is, you have to communicate that to someone because that's how you're going to hold yourself accountable, right? But at the same time, you also need to communicate what success or what achieving that, um, you know, that task or that checkbox looks like to you, right? So, Like if you're experiencing something like this in a career setting, right, and you're going after a goal and you tell your boss about it because you want your boss to hold you accountable for making sure that you achieve this goal, you need to have an open conversation with your boss about the goal first, right? That's important. But then you also need to have a conversation about how you're going to measure your success with that, right? Because how your boss is going to measure your success might be different from how you are personally measuring your success. And you need to make sure that not only are you being held accountable and you're holding yourself accountable, but that you're holding yourself accountable for the right, like for the right thing and that you're aligned and on the same page and that success looks the same for both of you. And you're not both looking for two different versions of success because that's also not going to set you up to be successful, right? And then my fifth tip is that you need to remain mindful. So what I mean by this is, as we've talked about previously, like you don't just change your behavior overnight. So when you let the success checklist ultimately drive your decisions for quite some time, um, you're going to have to put forth very conscious effort to be more mindful of how you're now aligning your thoughts with your new goals, right? So there's a passage from um, a book written by Sam Harris called um, Waking Up, A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion that I'm going to read to you because I think that this kind of sums up um, why I think mindfulness is important. And the passage reads, there is nothing passive about mindfulness. One might even say that it expresses a specific kind of passion, a passion for discerning what is subjectively real in every moment. It is a mode of cognition that is, above all, undistracted, accepting, and ultimately non-conceptual. Being mindful is not a matter of thinking more clearly about experience. It's the act of experiencing more clearly, including the arising of thoughts themselves. Mindfulness is a vivid awareness of whatever is appearing in one's mind or body, thoughts, sensations, moods, without grasping at the pleasant or recoiling from the unpleasant. So I hope that gives you some perspective on why I think mindfulness is such a key part of rewriting and reestablishing this success checklist for yourself and really kind of just getting more in tune with your self-awareness. So as we've talked about, two of my favorite resources that I will consistently point you back to when you're looking at a success checklist is um, Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Forleo and Waking Up, A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion by Sam Harris. The books are completely different. They go in completely different directions. In fact, I would beg to say that they have very little in common. Um, But everything is figureoutable is a good life motto. When things get really hard, feel really tough, you're in a really tough transition season, Marie is your girl. She's going to help you get through that and remind you that no matter what happens, everything is figureoutable. 
Um, and then waking up, it, there's just, it's so important to learn about mindfulness and just how to, um, how to better understand your emotions and your feelings and your connections to the world around you, right? And I think that that book in particular was really helpful for me. Um, another resource that I can throw out there for you is Sam Harris, the author, has an app called the Waking Up app, and it is a paid subscription, but they don't ever want money to be the reason that you aren't using the app. So they do have an email that you can email them and they will hook you up with a free account. So um, that is one of my favorite meditation apps, and I do recommend that one as well if you're looking for some more practice with being mindful. So to wrap up, I want to end with a quote, another quote from Everything is Figureoutable, and it says, all beliefs are a choice and choices can be changed. I know for me personally, like I had to convince myself that I wanted those other things and I changed my beliefs to want the, to like align with wanting those things, right? And if it's right for you, you're not going to have to convince yourself. If something that you're pursuing or chasing or trying to achieve is meant for you and right for you, you won't be playing the convincing yourself game. You're not going to be trying to persuade yourself. You're going to know. You're not going to have to change your beliefs because your beliefs are going to align with that choice. So remember, all beliefs are a choice and choices can be changed. And on that note, friends... <laughs> I hope you'll remember to ask yourself better questions this week. Our question of the week, but what if you just decided to ditch the imaginary success checklist? I hope that gives you some tips and tricks and tangible tools to use to remove the imaginary success checklist from your own life. I look forward to hearing how you're doing it, what's working for you, what's not. And I can't wait to see you all back here again next week. See you then. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found a nugget of wisdom to encourage you to get out of your own way and to take action, even when it feels hard. Resources and links discussed in today's episode can be found in the show notes. P.S. If you love this episode, I would really love for you to slide into my DMs on Instagram at but period, what if you did period the podcast so that we can connect or better yet, Share this to your story or send it to a friend and tag me so that I can personally say thank you for coming along this journey with me. Until next time, friends, keep moving forward.